Hey, Brad, it's been a few days since we last recorded. We were supposed to days, yeah. We were supposed, you know, we usually quote record on Mondays. <laughs> yeah. The the holiday happened, and so we decided to postpone it. And then, you know, just got busy because I was out of town all last weekend. So trying to catch up from work, and I had some other things scheduled, and we're like, you know what? They have an off day on Thursday. So let's do it then. But also, it is the opening of the NFL season 2021. Got the Rams hat. I got my Niners hat. <laughs> I have a feeling that we are going to be pretty much at each other's throats football season wise because both of the teams should actually be pretty good. Oh, yeah. And this is a weird sight, right? I mean, for most people, you've got the Dick Giants shit. jersey, you've got the Rams jersey. Those don't usually go together. I don't know many Rams slash Giants fans. Um, even on Twitter, they're really hard to find. Uh, there is a center, the, the, the Los Angeles Rams center wears a San Francisco Giants hat in oh, interviews. Nice. Yeah, because he's from the Bay Area. So he wears those when he's in, being interviewed uh, and stuff. And people, you know, of course, Rams fans on Twitter are like, take that stupid hat off. <laughs> but, you know, I love it. So, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun season. Uh, we, you know, because obviously we're not just huge Giants fans and huge baseball fans. We like other sports too. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it's always fun getting the, the Niners and Rams together and button heads a couple times a year. So one thing I would be very okay with is if yeah. Seattle just finally dumped their season, you know, they mm -hmm. went seven and 10 cause there's 17 games this year. Yeah. And, and, you know, just let just Niners and Rams just battle it out. But I think Seattle's probably going to be pretty good. They usually are. And, you yeah. know, if, if Russell Wilson wants to like stub his toe or, <laughs> you know, get uh, gout or something like <laughs> just get traded, just get something, out, of, just get out like, of the West. I, I you know, I, I would be completely fine if he never tormented my football team ever again. Yeah. And the, and the Rams have the, the Cardinals number. Uh, they have beaten him like, oh, gosh, eight straight. I think it's something like that. So, um so, yeah, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be the Niners, Rams, and Seattle doing what they do, going into each other's houses and trying to steal victories. So it's it should be a really fun season. 17 games, that's crazy. Yeah, 17 games, 18 weeks with the bye. Yeah. So I think the Super Bowl, it's like, is, is it like in mid-February this year? I think year? it's going to be in July. <laughs> <laughs> Long schedule. All right, we'll, we'll do one more minute on football. Yeah. Just predict your team. What are you guys going to do? What's your record? How do you feel? I'm glad you reminded me that there's 17 games because I would probably would have said like 12 and four or something. <laughs> like that. Well, with Matthew Stafford this year at the helm, Jared Goff is gone. I love Jared Goff. I had a Jared Goff jersey last year. Uh, you know, I didn't pay full price. You get them from those sites where <laughs> they're not made. Uh, legitimately, but whatever you get them. Uh, they're like 15 bucks. So I got a Jared Goff Jersey. I wore that last year. I think I cursed him. Uh, so I can wear my Dickerson Jersey cause I'm not going to curse him. I also have an Aaron Donald Jersey. I'm going to go with Stafford at the helm. I'm going to say 12 and five. It's still going to be a battle. I'll, I'll, I'll go 11 and six. It's going to be a battle. Uh, there's going to be a lot of those games where they should have pulled it out. Rams still have a good defense, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with 11 and six cause it's a long season. I, I chose the same number for my team. 11 yep. and six sounds about right yep. now. 
The Niners are a little bit at a crossroads because mm-hmm. the quarterback situation, they drafted a young quarterback. He's probably not ready to take 30, uh, you know, to take all the snaps. You know, he's probably ready to take five snaps a game. They can do some creative things with him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, that your team is very stable. The defense is really good. We'll see what uh, your coach can do with with that boomer of an arm that, that you have. <laughs> now, I, 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 you know, the Niners looked at Stafford in the offseason, too. Right. And they already had Garoppolo there. Mm-hmm. They could have cut Garoppolo at the uh, beginning of the season and he would have been gone. And, you know, Stafford chose the Rams. So you guys got him. Uh, you know, they made the deal. And, uh, you know, one thing I thought is like, yeah, you know, every every intangible, every talent thing sort of leans towards Stafford in this comparison with Garoppolo. Except for one very important intangible to me, and that is handsomeness. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. Garoppolo wins that hands down. <laughs> now, if you put Garoppolo against McVeigh, McVeigh, that's a little bit of a closer one. I mean, look at that, that beard cut. That hair is always on point. Ah, uh, I almost go edge McVeigh, but, but, but Garoppolo is a lot taller. Yeah. So you got to go with Jimmy. A little bit younger. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about what we were here to talk about, which was baseball. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's the fun. Ha- the well, NFL's we're here to talk about the Hackman. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. the Hackman. <laughs> I wish the Hackman was on this team, actually. Well, and see, you got the two jerseys. So when I, this is so hard to point this way. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, let's say around like 80, 84, 85, 86, these were my two favorite players: Eric Dickerson. And the hack man, Jeffrey Leonard. Jeffrey Leonard was still wearing 20 at that time. But those, so this is kind of my youth behind me. Those were my two favorite players. And then Will Clark busted on the scene and kind of pushed Hackman to the side a little bit. But yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what just happened. I'm, I'm glad that we did this on Thursday instead of on mm-hmm. Monday. Because even though the Giants took two out of three from the Dodgers, I was still really frustrated with that Atlanta series. Yeah, I was just that, like, man, yeah. you know, of all, you know, you of all the teams to just kind of wet the bed against it, you know, the Atlanta Braves. And the reason why I have a really frustrating relationship with the Atlanta Braves still goes back to 1993. Now we we've even beaten them in the playoffs since then on our way to the world series. But that, that team, just the Atlanta Braves, that 1993 team where they came all the way back and you know, the giants, in that, I think the Giants had like an eight game losing streak at some point. So some of that was their fault too, to completely yeah. fall apart. But man, I so badly wanted them to beat, uh, to, to beat the Braves. And for whatever reason, like that was not a good series for them. And it actually made the Braves look like somebody who could possibly do some damage. What did you think about that series? That was a tough series. Um, again, anytime you're on the road, and you're you're in the east and it's humid and uh, it's just i i don't like the east coast trips um it's always tough it's always tough and and now we go into chicago which is a midwest trip um more humid more hot it's august um but yeah i i thought that that was a tough series that one i don't know now, do do we get atlanta here before the season ends thought we did man i let, might be wrong no let let me look okay. at the schedule here yeah and then we come home start to get right and then we get milwaukee that comes in and, and hands us you know their 
they take three out of four. Yes. Um, if it weren't for that last game against Milwaukee, though, that that I don't know, man. It, it could Twitter could have been a, just a bad place to be, a bad place to hang out. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, I think. Yeah. So they they lose uh, two out of three to the Braves, and I think I was just frustrated because that one game they weren't even in the game at all. No. That well, anytime, <laughs> like like even Kapler says, the series is based on the last game of the series. Yeah. And, and they had to and weren't weren't they flying home after that, right? Mm-hmm. So they were they were heading home after that. You lose uh, nine nothing. Yeah, it was nine nothing. Nine nothing. So you lose nine nothing. Then you then you got to get on the plane. You lose the series and you lose the last because you could have won the first two games. Yeah. And then you lose nine nothing. You still get on the plane with a bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah, we won the series, but took a dump in game three. So um, yeah, that I I don't want to have to go to the East Coast in the playoffs as it's looking right now. If the season ended today. Giants would get um, is is San Diego back in that um, second wild card spot? Uh, I actually have that for okay. you here. Yeah. It is uh, the Reds are seventy four and sixty seven, and the Padres are seventy four and sixty five. So the Padres mm. are a game up on the Reds. Yeah, so they've got two games to still make up. Um, but yeah, so so that would be nice. I mean, <laughs> Padres Dodgers and then the giants would get that first series on the West coast. Wouldn't have to leave California really. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I am nervous about the giants having to do travel. Uh, but if they continue with this best record in baseball, best record in the national league, they're going to have a uh, home field advantage throughout now home field advantage in baseball, basketball, hockey really the true only home field advantage i feel like is in football because you get the one game you're at your home stadium with the majority of fans are your home fans the place is crazy it's loud when you're on offense you can't hear um when you're on defense you're you've got everybody in your ear uh, but baseball in you know and the other sports are a little bit different when it comes to the home field advantage because it's you know, you still, yes, you get the the final at bat. Um, so that helps, but you still, you're playing a full baseball game. The crowd isn't going insane unless you're in New York. I mean, remember the Mets in the early two thousands, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Anytime you'd go in there, that place was insane. If you had to play a game that was home field advantage, but uh, AT&T park. Yeah, it gets loud. Right. I mean, and the fans are behind you and everything else, but it's not like, you know, the Kansas city chiefs in January when you've got to go into their stadium to try to move on. That's, that's a, a different kind of home field advantage. So when you look at home records, the Dodgers have one win better home record than the Giants. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of baseball, uh, you'd have to go to the White Sox, who have a slightly better home record. Uh, they do have one more. Actually, uh, no, the Giants would still have a better home record than the White Sox by percentage points. Um, and then uh, same with Tampa. So, yeah, the Giants and the Dodgers have the two best home records by percentage uh, points in baseball. A lot of teams are, are really close, but so, you know, they, they are the two best home teams. Now, if the Dodgers, well, let's just say, and we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. Let's say it's the the Padres and the Dodgers. And let's say the Dodgers win and they come to San Francisco. That's a five game series. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's a five game series, um, which I still think that needs to be a seven game series. But, uh, you know, they, they did all this schedule shuffling the last couple of years. Not not let's not include last year, but uh, a couple of years before that, um, where they were doing less off days, which I thought was great because I, for a while there they were doing playoff series like uh, two games team at home and then two games travel or two days travel and then three games and then sometimes a day, sometimes two days travel. And it was just dragging these series out and it was just getting to be a bit much. Uh, so they kind of tightened that up a little bit, but I, I don't want to see, I, I would love to see the wild card two of three. I think that would be fantastic. A one game wild card. is just still so weird to me. Yeah. I, I don't see, I mean, you've got the Dodgers and then, and then so the Padres go on a surge and they finish close to each other. And then they both have 95 wins and they play one game. I mean, two out of three. Come on, make them make them be at a real disadvantage going into the next round by having to use pitching. I mean, that that's then you're giving that number one seed even more because we know how baseball goes. When you get to the end of the season, uh, whoever's hot is going to win. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. But if you've won 106 games but you haven't played well the last two weeks of September, you're now at a disadvantage, uh, even though you have the number one seed. So you really kind of have to make that wild card a two out of three. Uh, and you can make it make it two out of three, three games in a row, a three-game series at the team with the better record. Don't even have a game at the other uh, team. That's the disadvantage of getting that second wild card. Sure. And then you got to use three pitchers just to get to the next round and now you're at a disadvantage going against the number one team. I, I think that's the way it should be. And then you have the best of seven, best of seven, best of seven. But Manfred right. doesn't like that. <laughs> uh, so like you said, then they lost to three out of four yeah. to the Brewers. And that it wasn't looking good coming into this Dodger series. Mm. But before we talk about this Dodger series, let's hit the intro music. And then we will talk about the rest of this season, including what could be a pennant race of a lifetime. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. Rogers. We go, they come into town and it was a, like, it wasn't the, the greatest series. I, I would say like, if you were looking for like just classic giants, Dodgers, you know, these back and forth games, late yeah. home, inning home runs, the, the two of the games were fairly close. They, they won on Friday. Uh, they beat the Dodgers three to two. And I think that one went into extras, didn't it? Uh, it did. Yes, that was the. They went the to the eleven very, innings. That was the very fun Friday night game. Yes. Uh, we had our fantasy football draft that same night. So yes, I was doing the draft here. This screen up here, I had the Giants game on, and I think I blew a couple of picks because the game was so damn good. <laughs> I kept looking up and I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I can't, I can't screw the draft. I'll just put these guys in the queue and watch this. So, but that. That was a very fun game. The the Buster Posey flying safe. Uh, what on what, the what the hell was that? Like, 
That was so. I mean, each team like used up all of their pitchers and yeah. all of their players, and it became. I guess that's the strategy now, though. Like, I, I saw something where Kapler he does not save players for extras. He tries to win the game before it gets to extras. And I guess that's the strategy for that. Maybe it's the analytics that say, don't save guys, like just go and try yeah. and win the game. I'm, I'm kind of cool with that. I like that. I mean, if you think you have a matchup in the eighth inning, do it. I mean, if you can, if you can grab the lead, and especially if you're the home team, uh, do it, go for it because you're always going to get the last at bat. Um, yeah. You may have to send up a pitcher or something, but um, you know, and, and you can always do uh, what, what was the thing uh, a lot of guys used to do. A lot of managers did a couple of years ago where they would take their pitcher and throw them in left field, mm-hmm. um, bring in another pitcher. And then, the, but, but that's when we didn't have the three, the minimum three right. batter rule. Right? right. So, so you could do that. And that's kind of gone by the wayside. Um but Chris Bryant, I mean, uh, even same thing in Chicago. Uh, he used to like grab a different glove and go over to first base, and some guys would switch around, and then he would play. He, he would be there for one batter, and then he'd go back to third base because then they'd shuffle guys back around again. But yeah, I, I say, I mean, I like that strategy. If you've got the bases loaded and it's the bottom of the eighth, and you're down by one, and your pitcher spot is coming up, and you have one guy left, uh, uh, one position player on. Uh, Go for it. I mean, why not? Go for it. Well, you, you're going to push it to extra innings and save that guy for something that may not happen. Nah, I, I like that strategy. So they didn't really have a great game in on Saturday's game. They had to, yeah. it was a bullpen game. Jay Jackson did not pitch well. Dodgers got out to an early lead. The Giants actually hit fairly well that game. Like uh, the Dodgers starter, uh, Urias, he, he, Went five and two thirds and gave up eight hits. They just couldn't. They just couldn't score guys. He 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 did have eight strikeouts. This dude has sixteen wins and three losses this year. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the great Phil Bickford came in. <laughs> our favorite uh, Blake Trainin came in, and uh, and so you know that the, the Giants were in there. It was only uh, I think it was a four to one game for most of it, uh, and then you know uh, uh, the swing in Sammy Long or slinging Sammy Long, <laughs> he gave up a couple in the ninth inning. But yeah, that wasn't really, they weren't really in that game for the most of it, but then they come back on Sunday and uh, they win six to four on what was Marvel Day, I guess, at the oh, park. I didn't realize that. ESPN did not touch on that because that was an ESPN game and got stuck with the ESPN broadcasters, so... So that was also a bullpen game, though. The Giants got to Walker Bueller for maybe the first time ever. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. like, he kills us every time. <laughs> right. Three innings, seven hits, six earned runs, only one strikeout. They really battered him around. It, it, like I said, it was a bullpen game. Leon started, then Alvarez came in, didn't even get an out. Then Latell came in. Jackson came back the next day. Quintana, Doval, Watson, <laughs> Rogers, McGee. That was how many pitchers they threw. They had yeah. nine pitchers for nine innings of baseball. <laughs> and and we had a healthy lead most yes. of the time, too. Yes. But but again, a bullpen game, that's that that's what you're gonna get. And then I, I just glanced real quick at the um the starters announced for the Giants. Um 
for the uh, Cubs series starting tomorrow. If you're listening oh, please, to this on Friday, please, please do yeah. not let down on this series. It's a classic. Like, yeah, uh, the Cubs aren't great this season. Well, They're 65 and 76. And again, you're going into hot, humid Chicago, and it depends on which way the wind is blowing. And you know, you got you go into Chicago, the the home of the blues, and and it could get nasty there, and it gets dirty, and there's some, you know, just some bad stories about Chicago and 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 all that good stuff. So yeah, it that's always a series that I look at and I go, oh, you know, we should go in there and trounce them, but. I don't know, but yeah, the Dodgers series is always, it's always fun too, because of social media. Um, so on Twitter, uh, you know, all the smack talk by the Dodger fans leading yeah. up to it. Cause they go, Oh, we're back in this. We're back where we belong. <laughs> well, they, they took place. a one game lead on us. They did. Yeah. They took a one game. Lead. Well, no, they took a, wasn't it a half game lead? Or maybe it was a half game. Yeah. It was a half, a half game, game lead. Then we took that back on Thursday. So it was tied going into the series um, on uh, Friday. So Giants go up one, go back to Tide, and then leave, uh, uh, you know, he- head out on the road to Colorado going up one. Yep. So, so social media is always fun, just that battering back and forth. And, 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 and it got me thinking of diss tracks. So because you're always, you know, when you're in there, you're dissing Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. I have fun with it. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. If somebody starts to take it personal, then usually I just stop the conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you're just Not like, mm, no, it's like, this is fun. This is, we're having a good time. Yeah. So speaking of that, I wanted to throw this at you. I'm driving to work today and I'm listening to um, uh, one one of my favorite stations on Sirius XM. It's not on the regular radio, but it's on one of the extra tracks. Okay. And it, and it, and, and channels and it's called classic hip hop barbecue. That, wow. that is my favorite Sirius XM channel to listen to right now. Uh, it has been for a couple of years. It is excellent. And so uh, a track came on by ice cube and it was not, no Vaseline. It was not okay. because we know uh, we know people took offense to that. We know right, Easy right. and everybody else took offense to that. Ren, Yella, they all took offense to that. My question about this track that came on was "Jacking for Beats." Mm. That was a fun diss track, right? I I don't remember anybody taking offense to that. I don't I don't remember um shock g taking offense to that because he stole the humpty dance uh beat uh all the other beats that were stolen in there i i don't remember anybody ever taking offense to that do you yep no because it was true <laughs> it was true yeah yeah i mean you can just take whatever track you want and just throw rhymes over it. who cares <laughs> so that was the fun and that's what's fun about the giants dodgers oh, yeah. twitter is just you know some disses back and forth and we have a good time People do take it seriously. People go the no Vaseline route. You don't have to. You can go the jacking for beats route and just have fun. It's true because we beat up on the Dodgers and then the Dodger fans kind of disappear after that, which is always fun. But they'll be back, you know, once, once the, you know, if we have a two and a half game lead on them now. So uh, with what, 22 games left? 22 games. 22 games. So they must have. 21 or 23 games left. I can look. I can look right now. But yeah, either way. So they, so uh, yeah, they have 21 games left. 21. So they have 21. We have 22. So we have an extra game to even gain 
one more half a game, which is always nice to have in your back pocket. So you really have to take advantage of that that day that we end up playing and then they don't play. That, that'll be a fun day because that's going to be a huge game. A half a game you know, gaining that extra half a game can always make a difference. So we were, we were begging for the Cardinals to just win one game and they went out and went, took two out of the four. Good. Yeah. That was, that was fantastic. Wainwright pitched really well uh, yesterday. I think how old is that guy? Uh, 86. (laughs) He's been around for a while. So so (laughs) he's double my age. Something like there's this, um, there's this Facebook account. It's called like, I'm going to look it up just to make sure, just in case people want to check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. actually really cool. I don't do Facebook is, anymore, but I, but usually if they have a Facebook page, sometimes you can find them with Twitter. So Well, group, groups, I'm cool with groups. Like, mm, I like yeah. groups. You, you can kind of, you know, you can make sure you see things that you want to see. And mm-hmm. I want to see old baseball photos and stuff. And, yeah. you know, and so this group is called Vintage Baseball Photos. Oh, they're also on Twitter. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So really fun, you know, just stuff from our childhood and even going back further. They had a video. I think it's on this in this group. Uh, I may be wrong, but it was a video of an old timers game from like, gosh, I want to say it's like the early 80s or something. And it was um, Warren Spahn throwing to. Gosh, who did he throw to? But basically, Warren Spahn threw to one guy. Uh, Warren Spahn was 78 at the time. And he threw to somebody else who was 78. And he left it so fat that the guy hit a home run at 78 years old. Was it a real, like real fences? Yes, it was at, it was at a real park. Um, oh my gosh! I wish I could find the group. It, it may not be this group. This group is is really fun. It may okay. be uh, maybe a different group that that I I saw it in. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was amazing because like you think about it and you're like, imagine you and I, when we were in our 30s, with a wood bat, trying to hit a home run at a major league ballpark, like all of the stars would have had to align just in batting practice. Uh, well, not even for me. There's no way I could have done that. <laughs> I don't have power. <laughs> I was um, a speed guy. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it was Luke Appling who hits it, oh, hits it off. Of him. Okay. Yeah. In yeah. the old Cracker Jack right? game, it was July 19th, 1982. <sighs> Amazing, and and it was um it was an RFK stadium in, in DC, so it, oh, it was yeah. a legit, you know, three hundred and twenty foot poke. Yeah, that's so where the Senators played for a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I I wanted to to mention that because I got such a kick out of it, and if it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, Luke Appling died in ninety one at eighty three years old. He had well. Here's the kicker. He had 45 career home runs. <laughs> uh, now I'm almost sure. I'm almost sure yeah. that Warren Spawn just Warren Spawn's not going to give up a home run, you know, unless like he likes, you know, there, he, there's that great story of him and Marshall going like 16 innings each. And like Mays finally took Warren Spawn deep and in like inning 16 yeah. and they won one to zero. So he's not going to just, he had to throw it there specifically to try and help Appling. Yeah, a little out. bit, little bit up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Appling and Spawn are both Hall of Famers. So as a, he said, "Hey, Hall of Fame buddy, I'm just gonna serve one up for you." 
All right, so you you had mentioned you wanted to look at what the schedule was for the rest of the season to see yeah. who, who the Giants played. So let's let's look at the rest of the schedule. We have three weeks ish, three and a half weeks of, of baseball left. So we got the Cubs this week. Now again, we cannot let up, even though we're going into Chicago. Right now, the Cubs in Chicago. Um, are a much better team than they are away. They're a winning team at home. So it's not going to be a walkover. Although I said the same thing about the Rockies, who are you know one of the best home teams in all of baseball, and the Giants beat them three in a row. Though they, they, they had some comeback magic in, in a couple of those games. Um, so the Giants play... Uh, so they play the Cubbies, and then next week they have four with the Padres at home. And then the Braves come into town, like you said. Then they go three at San Diego, three at Colorado again. Jeez. And then the D-backs come, and then the last series of the season, three-gamer in early October, uh, Padres come into town. So the Padres are the best team that the Giants will play. Uh, no, actually... I think the Braves yeah, actually have a better. Yeah, the yeah. Braves, no, Padres still have a better record than the Braves. Oh, do but they? It's, okay, but it's barely. It's like it's yeah. by like one win. And Atlanta is going to be fighting because yes. that's you know a couple weeks left in the season. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot big time. And and for them, a playoff spot is going to be the division, right? I, I don't think. They're... Yeah, the Phillies are kind of chomping at the bit a little bit. The yeah. Mets are still. Technically, there um, they went seven and three this week. So they the, after the Dodgers and the Giants got through with them, they actually picked it up and started to play well. Um, Brewers are, I think, the Brewers are going to be somebody that you we're going to have to pay attention to. They are absolutely. I feel. I hate to even say. I mean, I think at this point, I mean, they showed taking three out of four. I think right now they're a better team than us. I think the Giants are. a very, very good team, but to lose three out of four at home to Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee's top three pitchers, if you have to face them in a short five game series and they don't have to play a wild card, uh, before that, uh, you, you're, you're definitely in trouble. I mean, those, those top three pitchers could be Cy Young award winners this yep. year. So, yep. yeah. Um, all right, so uh, looking at uh, the rest of this, um, you know, it, it could come down to a very terrific pennant race. Now, I am not the type of fan who is like, oh, I can't wait to see this really close game. Like, I want the Giants <laughs> to win every game 15 to 0. Yeah, you so want that run no differential drama. to skyrocket, right? Yeah. I don't want any drama. Like, <laughs> right. the Giants shouldn't have to... Uh, eke out some of these games and make no. it super dramatic and and all that. I want them to just destroy everybody. But the way the, the the way that sports generally works is that you know it could come down to it. So let's look at who the Dodgers play. The Dodgers are in uh, at home for the Padres next three games. Then in comes the D-backs. They're going to win all three games there. Uh, they go to the Reds, which could be interesting because the Reds, like you said, are fighting for a spot. They go into Colorado. They go into Arizona, another three easy ones. And then uh, they go back. Uh, no, the Padres come back. And then their last series of the season is against 
the aforementioned Milwaukee Brewers. Now, the thing about that is the Brewers are in pretty good shape right now. They are 12 games above the Reds, so they're not going to have to win those games against the Dodgers. That's going to be unfortunate for us. (laughs) This is what always happens is we have all these winnable games and the team that plays the other team that we need to actually compete, they just roll over and die like dogs. Like, And then that's yeah. what's going to happen. So the Giants better go into that last weekend where they have the Padres with like right. a three-game lead on the Dodgers or else that could be trouble. Yeah, exactly. And well, the, then the nice thing too is that the Giants, if, if they do scuffle, if they do have a hard time, because again, they're second to last week of the season they go to san diego they do go to colorado they come home if you're you're going to have monday off and then your last three games of the season are going to be the diamondbacks uh so to is it three or four am i looking you know what i haven't seen october oh no wait Uh, we forgot about october we have the padres coming in for three did we mention that? Yes. Yes. That's it. Oh, you, you did. Yeah. Okay. I just, all right. My bad. Yeah. So I, I kept looking, I'm just looking at September and I keep lo- like licking my chops. I'm like, Ooh, last three games of the season are against the diamondbacks. I'm like, wait a minute. Why are we finishing in the middle of the week? We've never done that before. So yeah. So yeah. So then we have San Diego coming back in. So you can get right against uh, the diamondbacks. But like I said, if the Padres are fighting for a spot, if the Padres are really just, you know, tooth and nail, trying to get a spot, then they're, they're going to be fighting that last week. So we have, we have a couple of teams that are going to be fighting the, you know, uh, the, the, the Padres and the Braves, and we see them a lot in the next three weeks. Um, but so, so that's what the giants have to do against those winnable, uh, you know, those winnable games against those winnable teams. They have to go into Chicago this weekend. They got to take two out of three or sweep them. And, and, and side note, all three of those games are at 11 20 AM, <laughs> all three games. And I, I love when the Cubs play on Fridays at 11 20. Cause then you don't have to wait until four o'clock for the first baseball game of the day. Um, but I, I don't know if I like it when it's us. Um, Cause I got a lot of work to do tomorrow. So it's going to be another one of those uh, earpiece in yeah. listening to the game while I'm doing other stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, why so the, ga- gotta- the game day app is pretty clutch. Cause if you just have it loaded, yeah. then every 10 minutes you look at your phone and then it'll update and have the score and you need to know if you need to check in or not. No, that's definitely true. So, so yeah, so they've got to go into Chicago. They have to take care of business. They come home for four against the Padres because if they can stretch that lead, I mean, the Dodgers aren't going away. It's not, I mean, they, they just split a series in, uh, in St. Louis and the Cardinals are still fighting for a spot. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're kind of technically still in there. Um, the, barely the, hanging the, on, Phil- the Phillies, yeah. the Mets, the Reds, the Cardinals, the Padres all still have a fighting chance at yeah. that second wild card. Yeah. So, the, so I mean, they put up a fight against the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a beatable team, especially when they're not hitting. When their pitching is on, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to score seven or eight runs a game. That's just not happening. Their run differential is fantastic, but that was a lot of early season type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they can win big, but they can also lose like they lost today, two to one, and what they lose five to four yesterday. Yeah. Um, so when they're not scoring runs, I mean, they're definitely a beatable team. Uh, the Giants proved that this weekend. Uh, you know, they they held them to a three to two score uh, Friday, and then it was uh, you know held them to five runs, and they 
still won the game, but uh, on uh, Saturday and and then they held him to four runs on Sunday. So, uh, you know, that you can hold the Dodgers down, but man, this is going to be a crazy, I still can't believe somebody asked me today how many, you know, games left for the Giants. And I said, 22, that's like three weeks. I mean, it, yeah. it's insane that we're already here. I feel like the season just started. And I think it's kind of just one of those dream seasons. The Giants are 90 and 50. They've never been 90 and 50 before ever yep. uh, in the San Francisco era. So this is just uh, uh, amazing. I, th- I still feel like we're kind of dream walking through the season because every time I look at it, you know, I, I'm like, how, again, how did we win this game? And how did we win that game? And how is this still happening? Like yesterday's game it, uh, against Colorado to get the sweep, it took Lamont Wade Jr. Another ninth inning, uh, her, more ninth inning heroics by him to to pull it out. And uh, and then the Giants go on to win. Here they look like they're going to get out of there, you know, winning two out of three. And we're like, yeah, that's fine. Colorado's a good home team. But again, they just find ways to win. It's a different person every day. And, and, and it's a very fun deep team to still watch and, and enjoy. All right. Before we get to the last two things I wanted to talk about, I noticed you had a coffee cup mm. by your side. I do. Drinking coffee. Not a bad mix, but people, I can't, I, I sometimes I'm not even sure giants and Rams, but <laughs> <laughs> so explain yeah. the, the decaf. What's going on? All right. On? So usually we'll have, and it's, you know, it's after five o'clock. We're yeah. recording this. I can yeah. have a drink. No problem. Yeah. Um, but tonight is a special occasion. My, my wife and I, so, uh, so this is a decaf coffee. My wife and I have been working on the Mad Men series. Oh, nice. For, yeah. For, I think since January, we, we took a little break and, and then we're finally back to it. And, and we've been on a, a tear now. I've seen it all the way through once a few years back. Absolutely loved it. So I bought it on iTunes when I was on sale in January. Mm-hmm. And I said, you got to watch this because she was an advertising major. I was an advertising minor at San Jose State. And that's mm-hmm. how we met. So we're watching the series. We got finally to the season or the series finale tonight. Uh, we will be watching the series finale tonight. So I wanted to save the drink. I'm going to yes. be having a rye because Don Draper would be very upset if I'm sitting there watching it with decaf coffee tonight. Sure, so I sure. had to switch my normal routine. Very smart. I will, yeah, I'll be having a rye with Don Draper tonight watching the series finale of Mad Men. So that's why I kind of, you know. Are you guys getting up. dressed up? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Land bed and watch it. I, don't know. <laughs> I should, huh? I should put on the Draper. Uh, although the last few episodes of the the season, he's get you know he's very casual. He, mm. He's not wearing the suits anymore or anything like that. So, uh, but yeah. All right. Oh, well, I, uh, so yeah. I have completely taken your recommendation of the Zevia soda and done mixers so i did the uh wild turkey bourbon yes and uh the cherry cola zevia oh and uh, mix that together it's really tasty and but you know what caffeine it's past five o'clock what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm actually gonna do though because you had been telling me about these zevia colas and then the citrusy ones and so I'm I'm all out of tequila, but over the weekend I'm going to pick up some Terramana, and then for Monday mm. I'll have a Terramana tequila and a grapefruit citrus or what will you know what lemon lime whatever the the other ones that I bought because I did go to Sprouts today to pick up some more different Zevias to to mix nice. with. So 
I think that, I might do that too because I think I still have a grapefruit. So we'll be twins on Monday. I'll do the same thing. You're gonna remind awesome. me though because you think I'm gonna remember. <laughs> All right, last last couple <laughs> things that I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. If I asked you who leads the Giants in home runs this mm, season, this. what would your answer be? Who leads the Giants in home runs? Well, I mean, combined, Chris Bryant, right? But are we going with just the Giants? Just the Giants. Just the Giants. Chris Brown does have six home runs. You said Chris Brown. Chris, Br- Chris Brown. Chris Chris Brown never hit 20 home runs, <laughs> more than 20 home runs. <laughs> he, did, he did make an all-star team, though, 1986. That's right. Chris Bryant has six home runs, 14 RBI with the Giants. But uh, yeah, just just yeah. Giants. Just the Giants. I'm going to go with uh, Belt and Crawford at 20. Okay, so you guessed Belt. Yes. There was also a Crawford guess. Yes. It is actually Baby Yaz. Oh, Baby Yaz hit 20 before these guys did. He's got wow. 22 right. home runs on Ooh, the geez. season, which is pretty tremendous because I think most Giants fans would say that they've been disappointed with his season this year. And right. I, I get it because his average is just way down. His average is down to 222. His on base is 307, but he's still slugging at a 455 clip. So the OPS is still 762, which isn't what it was last year, but it's still workable in this day and age, right? Because, yeah. you know, he, he does have 22 home runs. So Brandon Belt is second. This is his first time ever hitting 20 home runs in a season, I believe. Wow. He's got 21 jacks in 268 at bats. How do I still don't understand? I see it on Twitter all the time. Before a game starts, if Belt's in the lineup, Somebody will always say, this is a reminder, I hate Brandon. <laughs> I, know, I mean, when the guy gets on base. I mean, he gets on base. He's got a great glove. He's, yep. he's been with us for so long. I love the guy. I, would, yeah. I mean, if they, if they signed him to a two-year deal and you know, threw a little bit of money at him and then uh, locked up Posey, Posey for another couple of years, that'd be great. I mean, keep the yeah. core together. They're doing well, so. I don't know why they give him such harsh criticism. Well, I guess, you know, strikeouts, you know, but. it's the strikeouts and it's the hang dog look when he, yeah, when he makes yeah. a mistake. He's just very easy to yeah. pick on. I think. He is. Yeah. Cause he's big and lonky and just <laughs> klutzy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and I, and I also think that when he came up, people expected him to hit like 35 home runs. Yeah. He every, every year. Yeah. Now, now the thing with, yeah, as Grant Brisby did a really nice article in the athletic, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, it talked about Yaz's difference. So what was his, uh, I'll have you look up his um, on-base percentage last year. You said this year, 307. 307. Yeah, which is really rough. Because um, you want to be in, what, the 350 to 400 range to have a good season. Yeah, you know, um, Belt, so, so Belt's only hitting 250, but because he walks so much, he does have a 353 on-base. Crawford has a 364 on-base. Posey uh, leads the team with guys who are, you know, over 250 at bats with a 394. Darren Ruff actually leads the entire team with a 401 on base, which is probably the reason why he was hitting leadoff last week. He's the guy. We can go back to him, but he's the guy I always imagine is having an awful season. And then he gets <laughs> like two hits and you're like, 
look at his numbers again. He's sitting over 300. Well, he's having a great season. Why do I keep thinking he's having an awful season? Um, so he's, yeah, he's a guy that's got to stick around again for another year too. But yes, I guess the whole thing was um, last year, he had such a great on base percentage this year. It's 307. It's basically, you know, I think uh, Grant Brisby was talking about his hits, you know, his singles just not falling in. It's kind of home run or die right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, leads the team with 22 home runs. That's just amazing. Uh, Cause uh, because again, we think he is having an awful year. Because what was his batting average again? Two two twenty two. He almost hit three hundred last year. Yeah. So so he's all Will Clark this year. Two twenty two. Yeah. Twenty two home runs. Yeah. I mean, he's he's doing it. <laughs> I like, and, and it's interesting to look at the like home runs per plate appearance because yeah. the other thing about Baby Yaz is he leads the team in at bats. Actually, so he's he he's doubles you know the at bats of someone like longoria more than doubles and so if you look at like home runs per at bats belt is 21 home runs and 268 at bats and our good friend lamont wade jr 17 home runs 268 at bats so he's got the same amount of at bats as belt then you have someone like darren ruff 15 home runs 226 at bats Dickerson, 13 home runs, 277 at-bats. And even Longoria, 10 jacks, 185 at-bats. Austin Slater, who hits him the farthest for some reason. I don't know. He, yeah, he I don't might, We We, we may just, let's not let's not have him take any tests of any sort this year. You know. 10 home runs, 256 <laughs> at-bats. So they have, you know, they don't have a guy who's got like 35 jacks, but they have a bunch of guys who have a really good ratio of home runs per at bats. I would like, I, I'm sure we can find that stat somewhat easy, but I would yeah. have to do some Googling and I should have done that before the show. I don't want to just be on my, my um, keyboard, just typing while you're, you're talking, but well, maybe, maybe I'll remember to look at that for, for next time. Um, but yeah. yeah, so, so the home runs, you know, the home runs are good. And uh, that's kind of been the thing for them. And the, I think they're going to, they have a chance to break the San Francisco Giants home run record for the team this year. And and that was 2001, 235. We kept we kept seeing it this past week or two. What was that? 235? Um, I believe so. But I was yeah. just looking at the Giants on base percentage as a team. They're number 8 in uh, all of baseball uh at 325. Uh, and then when you look at their slugging again, when you lead the league in home runs, you're going to be up there in uh, in in slugging percentage. They're fourth in all of baseball, four thirty seven slugging percentage. So the only team who's got a better uh, number of home runs is the Toronto Blue Jays. The Giants and the Braves right. are tied for the National League lead. Yeah, and Toronto has the DH. So yes. you know, go ahead and take that off the board. They don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because the Giants still have Kevin Gossman with bad hacks, and <laughs> Johnny Cueto slash bunts. <laughs> that was um, a brilliant slash bunt the other day too. That was a, a fun one against. Yeah, Colorado. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was not a power hitter in high school, so I was taught the slash bunt early on, and uh, I can never master it. I was not fast enough. That is a very. It's hard actually thing pretty to do. hard. Yeah, it's, it's really hard, and especially if somebody's throwing ninety. 
90 plus that's really hard to do because you got to get that bat back and then you've got to get it around pretty quickly i think that's why it went down the uh third baseline he was a left he's a left-hander and it went down the third baseline just inside the line so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so uh, last couple things here do you feel like gossman is back to what he was or close I'd have to examine it more. Uh, I think he's, yeah, I think he's definitely getting there. It's a confidence thing. I mean, he went through the whole thing with his wife having a baby. Yes. Um, you know, he had to travel. His wife went into false labor and then came back and then went back and then she had the baby. I think he's kind of settled back in a little bit. His head is a, a little bit clearer now, uh, which is totally understandable. Anybody who's had kids knows that, it, that. I mean, that's why the season yeah. is so long and it's laborious and, it's a hard sport when you're playing so many games and stuff like that is definitely going to affect you. Yeah, you're playing every single day. I mean, a pitcher, yeah, you're not pitching every single day, but, but you know, you're pitching every fifth day. But in between those, those four games in between, four days in between, you're studying, you're watching the other team, you're watching video, you're getting ready, or you're, you're exercising, you're, uh, you know, throwing bullpen sessions on the side. So, so yeah, I mean, it's taxing. So, especially for a pitcher, but yeah, I think he, I think he's on the road to being back. I'd like to see one more solid start. I mean, Colorado is Colorado. I, that's, a, that's always a hard one to gauge um, because he did give up a couple of runs. But again, it's Colorado. So uh, we're going to see him again on Saturday in Chicago. Again, if the wind is blowing in the entire time and he goes eight innings and gives up uh, two hits and no runs, okay. But if he gives up, you know, eight hits and no runs... <laughs> and the wind is blowing in, how do you really tell? I'd like to see him get a, another solid start at home. And so if he's pitching Saturday in Chicago, he's going to be pitching in that uh, uh, San Diego series at home. So that's going to be kind of a tell right there. Uh, I'm going to do quick math. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five. So he'll pitch on the 15th, uh, which is uh, Wednesday after uh, Wednesday evening game, 645. Um so yeah, so I, I'd I'd love to see how he does in Chicago on Saturday. I also love to see how he does uh, that following Wednesday at home. Then I'll know for sure. Okay, he's back. I feel good about having two very solid starters going into the playoffs versus just having Logan Webb, sometimes Gossman, uh, Desclafani. A little bit of a rough outing yesterday. Didn't get uh, out of what the fourth, I think. So let me let me read let, let me read Gossman's post All Star game starts. Okay, his first game after the All Star break, three innings, two runs against the Giants. His ERA in the first half of the season was one point seven three. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Then they play Pittsburgh, four and a third, six runs. They lose the game. Uh, then uh, the next game, his next start is in uh, against Houston. Four and a third, three earned, and they lose the game. Hmm. Uh, next start, Arizona. He actually throws pretty well. Six uh, six innings, one run, eight strikeouts. Uh, you know, sort of uh, sort of back to to what he was before the break. Uh, even his next start, thankfully, again against Arizona, five <laughs> innings. Uh, one earned run, walked a few though, uh, but five strikeouts. They they got the win. Comes back against the Mets, five innings, three runs. They get the win. 
And then against the A's, he only goes three and two thirds, gives up five runs. Only two of them are earned. Uh, five strikeouts. And then we had the Atlanta game, six innings, two runs. They lose that game, but he did his job. Uh, the only thing that's actually a little little uh, interesting was he only had two strikeouts. And, you know, even when he wasn't pitching well, he was actually still racking up the strikeouts. So that game against Atlanta, a little bit of an outlier when it comes to strikeouts. Then the Milwaukee game, they lost that game too. But again, he pretty much did his job. Five innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. And then this Colorado game uh, from a couple days ago, seven innings, three runs, nine strikeouts. So it seems like he's stabilized. He's he, you know, he's gotten away from the less than five innings and you know what what Mike Kruka would say is a crooked number in in his <laughs> uh, in his box. And so I think the last two the last three starts at least Atlanta, Milwaukee, both really good baseball teams and then this Colorado it seems like he is coming back to going deep into games, decent strikeout numbers, you know, keeping the hits down. And so the, to me, I'm not going to say that he's back, but he's definitely back closer to where he was in the first half than, you know, whatever the heck that was in, in the second half where he, his ERA ballooned at one point. It's actually highest that, it, that it's been all season long. Uh, yeah. it, like I said, 173, 1.73, and now it's 2.58. Uh, but it had jumped at some point from like 1.73 to 2.35, like in a matter of three starts. So that's when he was really struggling. I I feel more comfortable with him now as we because he's only going to have what four more starts maybe for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, just about four. And his numbers look great. He's 13 and five. His hits per innings pitched, uh, 164 innings, 116 hits only, 192 strikeouts. So all of those numbers look great, 2.58 ERA. But I think Giants fans know that he had such a great start that the second half is more of what he's been for his career rather than what he's been the you know these last two years. I think so. And the other thing you got to look at too, something was, you know, again, he was having a little bit of a harder time getting the bite on the split finger uh, after the all-star break. And that seems to have been talked about that it was starting to come back against Milwaukee. And that's why you've got those strikeout numbers again, starting to kind of elevate. I, I always like to look at the Colorado strikeout numbers. He had nine strikeouts in seven innings anywhere else. And that's probably like 11 or 12 strikeouts because you do end up hanging stuff in Colorado. It just happens. But if you look at after the all-star break okay, against the Dodgers, his ground ball percentage was only 14%. Before that, he was like in the anywhere from 40 to 60. He had some games where he was up in the 70% uh, of uh, ground ball percentage. Uh, then against Pittsburgh, 35. Houston, 30. Arizona, 21. Then against Arizona the second time, uh, back on the 11th of August, that ground ball percentage started to kind of come up. So you know that that splitter was starting to kind of work again. He got up mm -hmm. to 57%, then 42. Then the the stinker against Oakland, you know, the errors bit him as well. He only had a 30% ground ball percentage, but then went back uh, Atlanta 50, Milwaukee 41.7, and Colorado 52.9. So you, obviously we know when the splitter is working, 
He is successful when it is not working. He is not successful. Um, he had such a great handle on it last year, had such a great handle on it the first half of this season. So uh, again, it's just going to be one of those things as the splitter goes, goes Gosman. So we just hope that that pitch has come back. I know he tried to mix in the slider a little bit more uh, to kind of get away from that pitch when it wasn't biting. Uh, but now, now it kind of seems like he's found it again. I don't have the numbers. There, there's a great page on Fangrass where you can look at a percentage of pitches um, that were the split finger in each start. Um, so you can kind of examine that as we go along too, towards the end of the season to see, okay, is he starting to use it more? Um, you can watch the broadcast and they'll sometimes throw that number out there. Uh, but the best is fan grass to do, do, do the research on that. And I'll, I want to pull those up for the next time before, um, before we do the show again, because he's going to get this start on Saturday. Yep. Uh, then he's going to go into Wednesday of next week and a big start against San Diego. Yeah. And you know, we are going to come back in in uh, in a few days on Monday, mm-hmm. so I think we're pretty good. We don't have to, um, you know, we don't have to get through all of our stuff. We'll save some stuff for next week's show yeah. on Monday. We're going to show in like four days. Yeah, yeah. and and so we'll we'll be <laughs> back, and you know, hopefully, like I said, hopefully they they take care of business with the Cubs. That'll be nice to see happen. But uh, but yeah, so we're we're done here. Um, you know, follow us at Thompson to Clark on Twitter. Search for us on Facebook. We have a really cool Facebook group as well. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not subscribed, click on that subscribe button and also leave us a uh, a rating. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. I don't know. Does, does like Google Podcasts and all this stuff like have the reviews? And I don't. I don't. Maybe they they probably do. Any anywhere where you can leave us yeah. a review. Yeah. Yeah. Go for Th- it. A thumbs up, a five stars, uh, a pat on the back, a good mm-hmm. job. Anyone, you know, what is it? A thumbs up on uh, a like on YouTube. We, yeah, we like the YouTube you likes because that kind of pushes those up to the yep. top as well. Yep. So when you subscribe on YouTube, yeah, you'll just start uh, searching Giants podcast. We'll kind of float up to the top there. So. Yeah. yeah, this might ruin it though for <laughs> the Dickerson. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we'll be back on Monday to talk, hopefully, about some good news uh, of a series prediction, series sweep, two out of three. I mean, if I only have to predict a three-game series, I'm usually pretty good at these. Uh, it's when we go past three games and starts <laughs> to get a little wacky. I am going to go. So we don't know who's going Friday tomorrow. We don't know. We know Gossman's going Saturday. We don't know who's going Sunday, but we think Scott Casimir is going to go one of those games probably oh, okay. Sunday. Um, so I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a sweep. I think the Giants go in there and sweep them. Um, I like it. I like you know, it. Chicago hits home runs. That's the only thing. And I don't know where the wind is going this weekend. But uh, Chris Chris Bryant going to get a hero's welcome. Oh yeah, that's going to be huge, and he loves that ballpark too. So he could have a he could he could he could walk out of there with seven home runs this weekend. <laughs> I Put would that love on the to board. see that. Love to see that. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next week for Brad. I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.